I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, neighbor. How are you? Welcome to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door. I'm your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And I am, this is a good one. I know I'm always excited, but I'm very excited for this episode today because I, folks, I have to teach grounding almost every day, actually, and I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I have to teach and offer resources for grounding almost every single day, every day, um, in both my professional and my personal life. So I have done a video on Instagram about grounding, uh, like, a year ago, I would think. It's probably been almost a year since I posted that. You can scroll back and still find that. Um, but I I wanted to do a fresh little podcast episode on it and kind of expand on the idea because grounding is something that I was not very good at. I did not have an inherent... Well, you know, that's not very true. When I was a kid, and I think that this might be true for a lot of us, because normally, you know, children, especially at an extremely early age, right, especially when we're like toddlers, we're very, very connected with earth energy. We are freaking like only living in our physical environment right? That's our whole entire experience. We're not nearly as in our headspace, um, you know, when we're, when we're that young, but there was a very long period of my life. Most of it is a good way to put it. (laughs) Uh, most of my life, I would say, I had trouble grounding and connecting with my earth energy. And I have a Capricorn stellium, my friends. I have a chunk O cap in my birth chart. Um, And this is all perfect anyways, because today, Friday, March 25th, the moon is in Capricorn today. And boy, oh boy, do I love me a good earth moon. I love when the moon is in an earth sign. Most human beings do. And this is a really wonderful time, three times a lunar month, right? To use the, use the moon sign going into it, use the moon going into an earth sign as inspiration or a reminder to really, really connect with your grounding practice. So grounding 101, ladies and gents and folks of all magical backgrounds. Why? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to ground? Well, the truth is that you, my beautiful magical one listening to this right now, you chose to be a human slash earth being. Okay? You chose that form in this life. And that's why we have to do grounding because... (laughs) 
this is the physical form and state that we selected for this incarnation. And though we are very much meant to explore other mysteries and other facets of our existence beyond just our earthly existence and experience, uh, this is home base. And I think that that is, if that's hard for you to hear, um, that's okay. And it's valid. There are lots and lots and lots of reasons for feeling like this isn't your home. And actually, I would direct you to the really fascinating and amazing Aquarius New Moon episode that, uh, our Shadow Chats episode with the lovely Ashley Michelle of Starseed Shadows. So let me write that down for everybody. So it's in the show notes, okay? That is a really great place to start. There's there's plenty of reasons why Earth might not feel like your soul's home, but it is home base in this life, in this incarnation. And that was a soul decision. Does that make sense? That was part of your soul's decision. So that's why. You don't have to like the reason why, by the way. I, I, that is very valid. You do not have to like the reason why, but that is why grounding is so important. And that's why it's so incredibly nurturing. Most people don't hate grounding. Most people just struggle to remember to actively and consciously do it. And some people live in a much more grounded state naturally and organically. So the the state or act of grounding is basically connecting to and being present with our body and our environment. That's kind of the most simple way to put it. It's as present and connected as you can possibly be with your body and your environment because that's earth, folks. So what are some ways to do this? Uh, you would think, right? Being a human, we're in the earth being form. You would think, why is that hard? Why do I have to learn how to do this, Danny? Why is this not as intuitive for me? Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of them is the really beautiful mind that we are, uh, we are gifted in this life and in this body and in this form. And, Though it grants us so many blessings, we have to be really, pun intended, mindful, uh, not to get lost in our headspace, not to get lost in the ether, not to get lost in our emotional energy field, right? Not to get too lost and attached to our actual thoughts. It really is all a harmony and balance game is is really the main reason for it. And we are not born harmonious. We're born to learn balance. We're born to learn harmony. And so we we come here a little, little mix-matched and it makes it harder for some and easier for others. If you, my first tip for everybody, by the way, is if you know anybody that reminds you of this very earthy, grounded energy, they might be a really nice friend to link up with and ask them for their tips or how, you know, how they stay and and stay in and connect with their body and their environment, their favorite ways. What are their, their like 
some are, there are some favorite ways that might be like, oh, you know, I love going hiking or I love like going rock climbing, things that are maybe weather dependent or travel dependent. Ask people for both those ideas and their more day-to-day stuff. How do you find yourself living day-to-day regularly in this really grounded energy? Um, so that's my first tip is to lean on your earth friends, okay? Uh, you'll find that many of them have an earth moon. <laughs> not all of them. And earth moon does not automatically mean you're wonderful at grounding, but it does kind of predisposition, predisposition you to be, <laughs> quite honestly. Okay, so simple ways to connect with our body and our environment. I immediately go to movement. I think movement. I don't want to use the word exercise in this setting because exercise can be grounding, but exercise can also be empowering, boosting, motivating, right? Uh, Sparking. And that's really, really great. But I wanted to go even more of a base level with it, honestly. And this is just sheer movement. What your unique and already wonderful body craves and how it uniquely thrives. I want you to think about the types of movement that just make you feel physically good while you're doing it. And Maybe yoga is coming to mind. Maybe meditation is coming to mind. Maybe taking a nap is coming to mind. Maybe going for a walk for you is is your favorite. Maybe it's a dance party. It does not have to be this big giant burden and thing that you're facing down. I would like it to be something that you could do for three minutes or less. Okay, because if you can't set three minutes aside for yourself in a 24 hour period, you need to do some adjustment somewhere. You need to be able to carve out three minutes for your body. Okay. Um, But this is also just a really wonderful thing to do to get out of your head in general. This is a really, really great way to detach from your emotional energy field really effectively. You can over-identify with your thoughts and your emotions. Have you ever realized that? Have you ever learned that? I just learned that recently in um, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. We can over-identify with our thoughts and our emotions. Oh my God, I hope that rings so strongly for some of you as it did for me the first time that I read it. Grounding is how you counteract that. Oh my God, it's a very quick and very efficient way. Movement is something that we can do usually immediately shake your legs, kick your legs, literally, I mean it, like get up and shake your arms out for a second and shake your legs out. 
it can seriously be as simple as that. That's why I didn't want to use like the word workout or exercise. That might be grounding for you. It is wonderfully grounding for me, especially something really repetitive, like riding the bike or something like that. Um, now this all really nicely brings me into my next way, which is through nourishment. Nourishment means my loves giving a fuck about what goes into your body and actually having a loving relationship with food. Why? Because food is meant to feed and nurture and nourish our bodies. That's why we eat. That's why we drink water. That's why we drink and eat. So healing our relationship with food, which by the way, you are not alone. So many of us, especially if you are listening to this from the United States of America, good God has our society fucking poisoned our relationship with food. Um, you are not alone, but grounding through nourishment of food and drink is a really simple and really effective and beautiful way to at least begin that healing journey. So if you've ever taken a session with me, um, there, I've taught this a few times throughout the last few years, but grounding is something that you can do through eating really, really like nourishing. I hate using the word healthy because honestly, it's so watered down now. It's such a buzz, but really whole and nourishing foods. I know I keep using the word nourish, but I'd rather say that than healthy. (laughs) Um, Nourishing foods and beverages. Okay. When you need grounding, when you're having a hard time detaching from your emotions and your thoughts, when you're having a hard time connecting with your environment and your physical body and staying there, you should, you can eat some nuts, you can eat some seeds. Produce is awesome, right? Um, If you eat meat or animal products, something that that animal was treated well in its life. And that, is that hard to find? Yeah. Do your best. Just do your best. Um, that's a really, really lovely way to, um, to really give a shit about the energy that you're putting into your, into your body through this practice of nourishment. Okay. Um, but I think that my favorite go-to, uh, is like, seeds and nuts. So if you do have a nut allergy, go seeds. But there's a lot of really great natural fats there and they are really associated with earth producing, life producing, okay? Because seeds and nuts, I think that nuts, I might be wrong, but I think nuts technically are seeds, right? Um, (laughs) I should, I should look that part up at least, but, um, there, there, this is why nuts and seeds are associated with 
fertility and life and new beginnings and new starts and things like that in witchcraft and magic. Okay. So they're really great earth groundy foods to eat. And then yeah, water, water is probably the best way to ground, uh, to add a good one onto the movement category before this swimming, getting in water, putting your feet in a puddle or putting your feet in the bath. Like we, all life on earth came from the ocean, right? So we are deep, 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 deep down (laughs) these water beings still. And so water is very grounding and very renewing as well. So connecting with um, physical water, whether it's like bathing or swimming, like I said, or drinking water. And then if you really want to add the earth punch element to it, make tea, make an herbal tea. Um, because this is a plant and that grows on the earth. So, uh, Water in general, and especially if you can put in like any fruits or vegetable, you know what I mean? If you can put in any uh, cucumbers, you can put lemons or any kind of citrus in your water. You can uh, boil it and steep it with herbs to make tea. These are really wonderful ways to ground and connect with your earth element. And if you struggle with neurodivergency, mental illness, grounding is insanely beneficial and healing and nurturing. Okay. So definitely, definitely take in that nourishment category. Then lastly, uh, I wanted to talk about ways to connect with your environment to ground. And yes, we'll talk a little bit about crystals and plants and stuff, but I mainly wanted to talk about sensory tools and toys. So have you seen them? They're all the rage. Um, I feel like sensory tools and toys, at least in America, started like getting their first real boost in popularity probably mm, six or seven years ago. And now they're like really, really taking off, which is awesome. And you can find them even at, uh, I saw some at Dollar Tree. So you can, they're all, they're all over the place right now. But sensory tools and toys are, sometimes they're just these weird, funky looking mechanisms or objects that you're meant to fidget with. A lot of them are called fidget toys or fidget tools. And some of them have like practical little things on them. So some, So some of them are very, very abstract, like silicone shapes and things like that. And some of them are literally like little cubes or blocks that have buttons and switches and rollerballs and stuff on them is what I mean. Maybe you you remember the fidget spinner craze, right? Fidget spinners, that's a sensory tool. It brings your focus into your present environment. And... So sensory tools are something that we are actually, maybe we're aware of it or not, but this is something we're actually very familiar with in the spiritual community and more specifically in the witchcraft community because, this is why we use tools in witchcraft. This is a huge reason that we use tools in rituals and spells because it can help 
keep us extremely focused and present in the moment and on what we're doing in that ritual or spell. It's technically a grounding thing. It's because you're anchoring to your moment and your environment, okay? So spell work in and of itself in many ways is grounding practice, okay? So keep this in mind when you're thinking of cool sensory tools and toys that you can use. You don't have to rush out and go spend a bunch of money on a bunch of new uh, fidget toys or whatever if you don't want to. You very well, if you're listening to this podcast, have some kind of uh, talisman, token. It could be a crystal. Maybe it's a regular necklace that you've had forever. It could be a, a bracelet. Maybe it's a mala. Maybe it's a beaded bracelet. Maybe it is a certain shirt that you wear. Maybe it's a certain pair of shoes or a certain pair of socks that you put on, right? Something physical um, that brings you comfort, honestly. This is something that you should cleanse energetically and you should bless it and consecrate it and charge it with your intention here for grounding. So you can designate if there's a shirt, like I said, that you, it's like the go to at the end of the day shirt. You know what I mean? It's the shirt that you freaking look forward to putting on all day, every single day, because it means that you made it <laughs> to the end of that day. You should energetically cleanse and charge that shirt and program it essentially to be your grounding tool so that every time you put it on, you really, really sit with and embrace and cherish that grounding energy. And you can also seek out that shirt when you really need it most. So again, this could be a specific necklace, a ring that you wear. Um, it could be a certain pair of shoes, a certain pair of socks. It could be a certain crystal. Those, um, you know, those little worrying stones, that's technically a sensory tool as well. A palm stone would be wonderful. I love using smooth and tumbled crystals specifically for sensory tools and for grounding because I do, I am very, very tactile. And I have, I have this like, it's a little bit bigger than palm size, tumbled rainforest jasper. And I specifically got it because it is for honoring and nurturing your body and and really giving your body everything that it physically needs. And tumbled stones not only have that smooth surface so you can kind of roll it around in your head hands when you're when you're meditating or maybe when you're doing some kind of nervous habit or whatever when you're feeling stressed, but also it's really cold. So that temperature change is really, really effective for grounding. So if you're having a hard time grounding, maybe sometimes you don't have a hard time and you can kind of tap into your normal grounding practices, but there's a particular day that it's just not working, right? And you just, you can't get out of your head or out of your emotions or out of your energy field, right? Um, try and take off your shoes and stand on the bare surface of whatever you're standing on because your feet have so many nerve endings. They're really one of the most sensitive parts on our body, the soles of our feet. 
interesting how it's called a soul too. Mm. Um, and that that instant just temperature and textural change, whew, extremely effective and grounding. Okay. So we can go on and on and on because grounding is so widespread and so accessible. And so many people are talking about it now. Um, crystals, plant magic and plant work, uh, utilizing herbs, whether that's for, you know, incense or making any kind of herbal product that you use on your body, uh, using for, like a, for oils, for example, right? Things of this nature. These can all be used as grounding and sensory tools. And there are tons and tons of amazing creators out there on Pinterest and Instagram and on social media. Um, sharing content on just this right now. So you should search for like hashtag grounding, grounding techniques, grounding exercises. You'll also find a lot, a lot, a lot of grounding techniques in the mental health community specifically on these different platforms. Okay. So a lot of different counselors and therapists teach grounding practices. So it's very, very easy to find. Um, for me, grounding is usually something I can do with just a visual exercise. Usually, um, I can, I can close my eyes and I can really envision all of that maybe scattered energy, that feeling really trapped in my, within my energy field and my emotions and my thoughts anything erratic or, or malignant or, or stagnant, right? I release it and I envision it coming out of my body and flowing down. And as it's floating down and out of me, it's going into the earth directly where the earth cleanses and rebirths everything. This, we learn this concept as death witches, okay? This is this going to the underworld concept, right? Where do we bury seeds to grow? In the ground, right? So we send, we send all of that energy into the earth. Don't feel bad for doing it. Give it to the earth. But with the intention of that cleansing and that transmutation, ask those earth gods and goddesses, right? Those underworld energies, to transmute and rebirth and recharge that energy. And it is therefore recycled and exchanged and sent back out into the universe for its highest good. That is my favorite go-to no tools um, grounding exercise that I do on a very, very, very regular basis. And that's a good kind of blank slate that you can uh, kind of add on to with everything that we've that we've talked about today. So I hope that this helps in whatever way you needed it. I find that most of us really need to help reconnecting to our human form and life and existence and experience right now because of everything that's going on. And it might feel a little scary, like whew, being wholly present here on this earth, here in this body. I promise you that this is a caring and nurturing and loving practice that will feel relieving and peace-giving, okay? If it's not, then it's not really grounding. That's the whole point of grounding. It literally recharges your body and therefore your spirit. 
All right. If you have any questions, if any thoughts came up for you, uh, you can send that to me at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. But if you're in that witch school, I would love to talk about this in our after the show uh, topic on Mighty Network. So after the episodes come out, we all like to go on. And this is a new idea that we're that we're starting and running with can all go on and kind of share our thoughts and our ideas and our different experiences and stuff like that based on what the show topic was about. So really, really exciting stuff. If you want to join us, you are so incredibly welcome. All of the details are in the show notes below. Thank you so, so much for your time today. I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget, stay safe, stay grounded, and stay magical out there. magical human thank you so much for listening to this episode of that witch podcast if you want to support the show the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media you can also leave a five-star rating and review on both apple and spotify and if you can't get enough of all of our witchy magical content here in the neighborhood you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter that witch gazette it's a really fun really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood if you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.